We're not releasing an interview this week because of the holiday weekend. Instead, I thought I would talk about the five things I hear people in tech talking about the most these days. So stay tuned. Folks in the tech world have a lot on their minds these days, but here are the top five things I have been asked about the most. Number one is ransomware. Without a doubt, this is the top concern for most folks. Ransomware is big business. With SaaS offerings and post-breach satisfaction surveys, it has become a major industry. The quantity and sophistication of attacks has been increasing every day. Nation state actors are involved in many of these attacks and they are expanding beyond the types of industries they have traditionally gone after. So no one is safe anymore. In the past, attacks primarily focused on a limited portion of your infrastructure. Now these attacks are going after as much infrastructure as possible to make the recovery so complex that it becomes easier to just pay the ransom. We're also seeing them exfiltrating data so that they can release it if you don't pay up. Attackers are also doing the research. They know if you have cyber insurance, they know how much you're capable of paying and they will hit you up for it. And with the broader scope of these attacks, it has made recovering from backup really difficult. Even with modern data protection systems, the time it can take to recover can be significant. And this is why we're starting to see some companies protecting their most critical assets with high-speed tier one storage or equivalent for fast recovery. So what can you do beyond keeping good backups? Well, it comes down to the basics, patching, access management, and network segmentation. You should also have a good business continuity and incident response plan in place. Cyber insurance can be a good safety net, but the use of cyber insurance is somewhat controversial these days. And don't forget training. Phishing attacks are the number one attack vector. Number two is AI ML. And if you wanna know a bit more what distinguishes AI from ML from DL, check out the video I did here. AI is growing fast and is being driven by several factors. Cloud has given AI a big push and the big hyperscalers have been working hard to provide a wide range of tools and platforms. Microservices have allowed AI to flourish, faster, less disruptive development cycles and the ability to scale workloads massively have helped push AI further and faster. And when you add in agile development and continuous integration and continuous deployment, the mix, you get rapid growth. So many of these services can be consumed as a SaaS or PaaS offering now, and it takes much of the heavy lifting out of creating workflows and analyzing data. Then there's a big push around custom silicon. Besides the big players, there's a multitude of startups creating highly specialized silicon. And the hyperscalers have taken to building their own silicon to really optimize for cost, performance, and energy consumption. And while there are many systems and software challenges, I think the human element of it is one of the most challenging. Eliminating bias, using AI ethically, and understanding the nature of data and how it is used is a big challenge. Just finding enough qualified people to work on your data can be a monumental challenge in itself. This is why many businesses are turning to SaaS offerings to overcome some of these challenges. In fact, for most companies, utilizing intelligent applications with AI built in rather than building it from the ground up can be the most advantageous option. And I think there's a distinction between people who are creating SaaS products utilizing AI 
and those who are consuming those SaaS products. And so when we look at the AI market, it's sort of divided along those lines. Those who consume AI and use SaaS applications or intelligent applications, and those who are building those intelligent applications. For some businesses, developing out an AI ML capability is not part of their core competency, and it's not a great use of their time. Number three is data. Data is at the heart of everything. And we see an explosion of tools on the market to help optimize the workflow, enhance data, and store and process data. Now, there are many challenges with getting data into a consistent and usable form, and there are tools to do this right from the moment of ingest. Now there are a lot of tools out there that will help you clean up and process data directly from the source and divert it to all the areas that it needs to go. Another big trend is the idea of data brokering platforms or data lake houses, for example. And these are emerging over the old concept of the data lake because what we're seeing is data is living in different storage platforms, different cloud platforms. And so it's not really feasible to put it all in one place necessarily, but these kinds of tools can broker that data interaction. Now, these database tools can utilize multiple storage platforms and cloud providers so that you can have a reliable source of data for all your applications. And many of these come with pre-built AI ML workflows ready to go. We're also seeing storage-free databases that can utilize any storage platform your data lives on. And also, we're seeing a rethinking of memory architectures to handle huge data sets. We're starting to see the beginnings of big memory where storage goes away and all your data lives in a distributed memory architecture rather than in storage. Number four, RPA, robotic process automation, is a really interesting part of the market. When you look at the amount of money being poured into companies like UiPath that raised $2 billion in venture funding and now has a valuation of over $38 billion and Automation Anywhere that has raised almost $900 million, you have to imagine there is something to it. RPA can take the tedium and danger out of everyday tasks, and they can do these tasks faster and with greater accuracy than a human can. And when we look at the challenges around the labor market, we can see how valuable systems like this can be for most companies. Number five, new consumption models. The way that companies are buying technology has shifted. Procurement is playing a much bigger role these days, and with cloud front and center, consumption-based models are showing up. Even hardware resellers are choosing OpEx-based evergreen models where you pay what is essentially a subscription fee and your hardware and software is refreshed on a regular basis without you having to capitalize so much infrastructure. This means that there's no more big rip and replace upgrades. In addition to this trend, on-prem gear has been lasting longer. When you look at storage devices that used to be depreciated on a three to five year cycle, now you're seeing five to seven years or more. And companies have been making a big shift to more SaaS-based services as well. John Veronis of Unusual Ventures wrote an interesting piece about the new GTM or go-to-market strategies for new emerging companies. I'll link to his article below, but he says that venture money is focusing on companies that deliver as self-service sales experiences rather than the traditional sales pipeline that we have known for so many years. If your customers can't pay for what you're selling with a credit card swipe, it's probably going to be harder for you to raise money going forward. The days of heavy negotiations for purchases are probably going to be limited. Now this is impacting salespeople in the field, and many of them are likely going to have to focus more on helping people weed through the information and products to educate 
and find the best match. Now, this will likely lead to salespeople focusing more on content and influence marketing rather than the traditional sales process we have all come to know. So those are the top five I hear about the most. What is top of mind for you? I'd love to hear. And if you want me to dig deeper on any of these topics, let me know in the comments. And as always, thanks for watching. If you like what you saw, click on that like button, hit that subscribe button because that helps the channel a ton. And if you want notifications, click on that bell and I will see you in the next video.